0: Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Let's talk about falling in love. (laughs) Hey, guys, Randy Gage here. Welcome to another episode of Prosperity TV. And I want to explore the timeless, universal themes of Hollywood, Bollywood, Shakespeare, mythology, Puccini operas, any form of literature really, one of the ever present themes is gonna be this theme of falling in love. But I wanna laser in on the aspect that I think is most important for prosperity for having a happy life, for having a successful life, for being able to create uh, relationships that enhance your life and you enhance the lives of the people you're in relationship with. And that goes back to falling in love with yourself. Uh, And I think that's perhaps the most important key. not necessarily because you'd say, okay, what's the most important part of prosperity? And, and you may say well, it's becoming a better person. Uh, and that's certainly a really uh, in, in important aspect of it. But it's accepting who you are as a person in this moment as well. In the Radical Rebirth book, I, I talk about divine discontent, which I believe is this sweet spot we need to reach where we have the ability to appreciate what we're what we have, who we are, where we're at, but also recognize that this longing to do have and become more, is an integral part of our humanity as well. And that's what calls us forward to the highest possible version of ourselves. So I think it's important that you accept your humanity. You love yourself as you are. In therapy, of course, the term they always use is being comfortable in your own skin. And that's such Uh, 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 a vital aspect of everything we talk about. Being comfortable in your own skin Uh, because we just live in a society right now that is in hyper drive mode to destroy that mental clarity, that mental peace and harmony. We have so many podcasts and websites and YouTube videos on how we change our appearance and how we should dress and how we should act if we want to be accepted by society, if we want to be perceived as attractive, if we want to get more likes on our Instagram posts and more shares of our TikTok videos. Uh, and it's totally out of control and it's creating a mental health calamity in the world right now. Um, and I think the, there's, there's a stupid version to this being comfortable in your own skin. Um, uh, one of my buddies, JB always told the story from, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer about, uh, I and mean, don't quote me verbatim because I hear the doctor say it, but the, the, the premise is that how does a guy feel when he shows up at a black tie event and everybody's wearing tuxedos and gowns and he's wearing, you know, Hawaiian shirt, shorts and flip flops, let's say. Uh, and Dr. Dyer's premise was, he feels great because he doesn't even notice that, <laughs> And that's just silly, okay? (laughs) That's just a a stupid uh, view of self-awareness. Because self-awareness does play a really important role in prosperity. um, Because self-awareness is so interconnected with self-esteem. And to be healthy, happy, and prosperous, you need a healthy self-esteem. So part of that self-esteem is we make this partnership with society where we might modulate our behavior, our looks, what we drive or what we wear or where we go in in order to collaborate, to cooperate with the people we interact with. We might realize, okay, if I have five nose rings and 27 earrings and tats all over my eyebrows and my lips and my head, and you know, maybe that's gonna put a barrier between my ability to relate with other people and their ability to relate to me. So I might tone it down and only have two nose rings instead of five, right? There's a, there are trade-offs with that, and that makes sense. Just like any marriage, any relationship, there are, you realize, okay, they squeeze the toothpaste tube in the middle. Uh, that's always driven me nuts, but you know what? I love this person. I love having them in my life. And maybe the fact that they squeeze the toothpaste tube in the middle is not a hill to die on, right? Um, so we make... Uh, you know, we agree to certain conventions of society so that um, we can comfortably fit in with others and others feel comfortable fitting in with us. But you can't sell your soul to do that. You can't change the essence of who you are to do that. Now I think part of a healthy self-esteem is being willing to blow up those stupid conventions, right? Uh, I mentioned the, my book, right? If you, I think it's the first chapter of the introduction. I tell the story of you know walking out to go to school one morning and my mom looks at me and I'm wearing my white jeans, which I loved. And she said, "You can't wear white. It's after Labor day." And I'm like, what? Who decreed that? Is there a universal law, a dictator? That's just a dumb convention of society, right? Um, So we should push against that. Maybe you were a girl and you said you wanted to be a doctor and somebody told you, well, you know, girls are nurses and, you know, boys are doctors. Hey, if you pushed back against that, good. That was healthy self-esteem. you're a boy who wants to dance ballet and somebody, well, you know, boys don't, and you push back against that. That's a good thing. Uh, Women used to be taught that it was okay for them, for men to be predatory toward them and make sexually suggestive remarks and even physically assault them. And they should just be quiet about that. And, you know, think that that's just part of the system and, Don't make waves. It's only going to hurt you in the future, right? Thankfully, gratefully, there's brave women and men who stood up for that and said, no, 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 that's that's not okay. We need to change uh, how society looks at that. That's part of a healthy self-esteem. It comes from that self-awareness of who am I in this world and what is my role? What is the role in my life? What is my role in the bigger picture? And the thing I really want to focus on for this episode is this horrific tendency in the world today of presenting a facade to the world. And I believe this is enemy number one of happiness, health, and prosperity. Uh, and I would specifically like to look at the role of social media in this. Um, for you guys who follow my work closely, you know, a few months ago, I totally went off of social media. And I don't post to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those, um, I now set them up as just like announcement pages for the blog. So if there's a new blog post or a new YouTube channel of a, a video, or if I'm doing a let's say a public event, as you know, a, a live stream or doing a public seminar, and the people who follow my work can get a link. Okay, Randy's coming to Detroit. I want to go to that and there's a link there for that. But I'm not doing any posting, but more importantly, I'm not doing any perusal, I'm not reading all the other things. Um, Because even though I judiciously, uh, mindfully chose the people I follow, uh, because, you know, I used to get a lot of grief for that, people say, you have 150,000 people and follow you on Twitter, and you only follow 650 back It's not my responsibility to follow people back, right? The people I followed, I mindfully chose to follow them because I felt like their timeline would have enrichment for my life. It might be something I love, dancing, baseball, uh, politics, so I I just want to get their take on things, or it was thought leaders, people, authors, and, and critical thinkers that I like to see what they post. I like to see how they think. So even though I mindfully chose that, what happens is they get into Twitter wars with people. They get all these ads and replies and Twitter mobs going after them. And then it, that filters its way into my timeline. And then I finally just said, this isn't healthy and it's not positive and it's, it, it's not fueling my creativity. I feel like it's dampening my creativity. The other aspect, and I think this is really important from a prosperity standpoint, is the inherent nature of social media is narcissistic. It is this black vortex pulling you into it to become a malignant narcissist. And I've always maintained, because I'm a very private person, those who know me close know, Uh, how judiciously I guard my privacy and my alone time. And I'm essentially a loner and I'm happy hunched over my laptop, you know, writing my next book. And um, if I didn't have books and seminars, I would have never joined social media. When I looked at Twitter, when it first came out and everybody was posting what they ate for lunch, I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. But it was a phenomenon, a a, a pop culture phenomenon, a cultural phenomenon. Uh, And Facebook, and I watched where this stuff was going, and I said, okay, being a person who's an influencer, as I desire to be, I want to write books, I want people to read those books. I need to become proficient at social media. Um, And so, Yeah, I didn't do post in what I ate for lunch, but I would post what I would consider to be content that would be useful to other people. I wanted my social media feeds to provide positive, uh, proactive uh, encouragement for people to do have and become more, to, uh, to become the highest possible version of themselves. So I shared my process of what I was doing to become the highest possible version of myself. And I still do that with this podcast and my books and my work in general when I write a blog post, any of that. But there's still something very inherently narcissistic about that. So because you are deciding, uh, okay, I have content that I think makes the world a bigger, a better place. So I'm going to share it with the world. That's that takes that's a really big ego to have that thought. Right. And like I say, I feel like it's 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 a vortex that can suck you down into it because, okay, how is the world going to survive if I don't put up my blog post this week? Right. Well, if you go a week and you don't put up your blog post and the world still keeps spinning, (laughs) there is a clue to you that maybe the world doesn't need you to post on your blog post to keep spinning. But that doesn't mean you should uh, retreat into um, isolation, because I do believe the magic of humanity is our willingness and our ability to share the higher versions of ourselves with those that we care about. Um, So I think when it comes to, so one of the things I'm gonna give you kind of as an assignment this episode is to really reevaluate your role on social media. I have to tell you the uh, number one topic of discussion with 95 percent of my friends for the last three months is how's it going being off social media <laughs> if i showed you my signal and my whatsapp thread you you like literally the last message i looked at was from my friend Wes linden over in the uk who was like how are you doing being off social media you know, I, I, you know, maybe uh, oh, third to the last email in my box with my friend Carolyn. How, how is that going with not being on social media? People are fascinated by it because it seems like a crazy idea to most people because we're so enmeshed with our social media. Um, so here's the difference, I think. Look at your social media and say, Am I using it for posting or am I using it for connecting? Because there's some really valuable things you could do, right? You could have a support group of 12-step people in a Facebook group, and that could be really highly supportive of each other. You could have a writer's group that uh, gets together on Clubhouse and just talks Creative writing, uh, you know, one day a week at a certain time. There's amazing, powerful, beneficial uses for social media. Unfortunately, that's about 1% of social media. 99% of social media is virtual, virtue signaling. People posting to show other people how virtuous they are. And that is sick and it. So much of it is, um, I don't even know what's the word. It's not virtual signaling. It's, it's public posturing of, hey, look at the new BMW I just bought, the new evoke I just leased, the trip that I'm on right now. Uh, You know, how many people are posting their Tahiti vacation pics um, to share that experience somehow with the people back home versus, hey, notice that I've got the money and the time and the resources to have this beautiful bungalow over the water where I'm feeding the fish through a trapdoor in my floor. Um, And you're back in uh, Minneapolis scraping ice off your windshield and it's 30 below zero windshield factor, (laughs) right? Um, And then the mob behavior, which is, hey, I just saw this actor, producer, author, politician, plumber, whatever, who did this, that tells me they're a racist or they're a sexist or they're a misogynist or they're a evil villain and I'm calling them out and I'm galvanizing a Twitter mob to descend on them. All right, this person said that and I find it offensive and I want to see them canceled from society. So I'm gonna post this stuff and see if I can get other people to create a movement and we can somehow cancel that person that is so anti-prosperity, that is so dangerous to your self-esteem, that is so destructive to your mental harmony and your happiness. And it's all built on a facade, right? Any therapist, any professional mental health counselor would tell you the things we hate about other people are the things we fear in ourselves, right? The people who push our buttons the most are the ones who have the same issues that we do. And we don't want to acknowledge them. Um, So we can attack them on Facebook and uh, pretend like we're different. That's just a facade. When you it, it it's you know when you're in you first go out on a date with someone and you're you're on your best behavior okay that's part of the convention stuff that we do that we want to present it's like I tell marketers there's nothing wrong with presenting your product or service in its most favorable light that's what your job is as a marketer. But when you cross the line is when you are lying about the product. When you are saying this product does something that it doesn't really do. When you're making claims that you can't support. Now you've crossed over, and now it's and it's the scene on that third date when you're you know you're presenting this facade to the person you're you're dating. Um, that's you're just walking on eggshells. That makes. If you present this facade to the world, you're walking on eggshells all day, every day. And it makes every relationship, it makes every relationship a lie. And it means every relationship has to die. Because at some point the lie is going to come out. So you have to be confident enough to present yourself who you are early in the game and recognize that if that's not acceptable to that that person, that group, that society, then that's meant to be. Uh, speaking of marketing, right, I've done a lot of work in the leveraged sales space and I develop tools for for companies to work with. Like there might be a video that they would show a candidate, a potential candidate or client to look at would they want to buy this product or service or work with this company. And, you know, I might create a video and then people will use it and say, well, it doesn't work because I showed it to 10 people and six of them didn't join the business. And my replies always, no, the video works perfectly. You just found out there were six people that are not really congruent with what you're doing for the business and now you don't have to waste time trying to convince them close them uh, sell them against their wishes trick them manipulate them into joining your business and they're just going to drop out 48 hours later the whole point of a sorting tool is to find out is this a qualified candidate for what you have to offer And that second date and third date and fourth date, that's exactly what those are. Those second, third interactions at work, those second, third interactions in groups, meetings, organization, that's what they are. They're sorting out, are you congruent with each other? Do you have the same values? Can there be a relationship of meaning created here? So, um, The sorting tool isn't broken because it sorts out people. That means it's working elegantly. So transfer that to you, falling in love, your relationships, your health, your happiness, your prosperity. It means that the person you present to the world needs to be the real you. Yes, there are some social conventions which we're all going to agree to follow because it makes society work better, but never change the essence of who you are and how you present it to the world. So kind of some homework for you, closing thoughts on this. Um, First, number one, just drop the facade. Just drop it. Whether it's on Instagram, whether it's in person, whether it's the way you act at the office or the way you act in your softball league or the way you're presenting yourself to your significant other, it's time to drop the facade and let the chips fall wherever they may. Next thing I would suggest is reevaluate the role of social media in your life. Um, Everyone, all of my friends who asked me, they all say the same thing. They all say, I, I really do think there's something to what you're doing. I'm really looking at that. I'm really working at reducing my footprint on social media. I'm working at spending less time on social media. Uh, I'm reevaluating how I approach social media. And I think you really should do that. And ask yourself, are you... Using it to communicate and share, or are you using it to post and virtue signal and get drawn into fights with others? Remember, the business model of media and the business model of social media is they have to manipulate you to look at their site. And the two best ways that they can get you to stay on their site so they can sell your eyeballs to advertisers. The two best tools they have are outrage and fear. So they have to get you outraged over something or they have to get you afraid of something. And let's, come on, let's go to basic prosperity 101. Fear and outrage have no place in prosperity. Third thing, accept yourself with love and grace. And know that having petty thoughts, saying things you wish you didn't say, making mistakes, being ignorant of certain things, those are all part of being a human 101 that's just part of the process that we all grow through and that would be the fourth thing i would tell you is challenge yourself to grow find that sweet spot of divine discontent that i talked about where you love yourself you care enough about yourself to take care of yourself. You care about yourself enough to take care of your own needs first because you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. You can't help anyone else until you help yourself. So uh, accept yourself with love and grace. And the last part of the equation is challenge yourself to grow. Make that commitment that, hey, I want to become The highest possible version of myself. And that's where I believe health, happiness, and prosperity lives. All right, go out and have an amazing week. Love you guys. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV.